Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Nikki Bostwick is the founder and editor-in-chief of The Fullest and host of The Fullest Podcast. She has always been passionate about providing wellness content that offers a perspective outside the mainstream narrative, one that is holistic, diverse, and inclusive. Since launching, Nikki has grown the fullest to include a daily digital platform, a podcast, a botanical product line, a wholesale business alongside her amazing team. Nikki has been in the wellness scene for over 10 years. She received her bachelor's in entrepreneurship, studied plant-based foods at Matthew Kenny Culinary, and has traveled with wellness pioneer David Wolf to Peru and Iceland. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Hi, thanks for having me. So, so wonderful to be here with you. So excited to have you on the podcast. You're just a source of great wellness and holistic recommendations, as well as I think the current saffron expert. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened, but I'm so excited to be referred to it as that. <laughs> Yeah. So how did you get called to Saffron? How was it incorporated into your life and what makes you so interested in it that you want to share it with others? I mean, I was born into it. I'm Iranian and I happen to have a mother who's obsessed with it, like equally as obsessed, if not more. Um, and equally uh, just like really obsessed with um, right now, like it's really exciting to watch her kind of dive deeper into her wellness um, routines and practices. But growing up, she was always educating me on all the different traditional medicines and different practices that were incorporated when she was a young girl in Iran. And I grew up here in the US. So it was really um, second nature to me. Mm-hmm. And I loved hearing about it. I mean, it was all really interesting to me. But like a lot of um, places that you go to or restaurants or families don't use, typically they don't use as much saffron as my mother did when I was growing up. I mean, I would, there's like stories of me going to other people's homes and like not knowing that I was really being rude by saying like, why aren't they putting more saffron on the rice? Like I didn't understand. And it's because it's considered, you know, this really incredible, as you know, like it's known to be more expensive than gold. And so traditionally it's not used um, in large quantities, but I, because of my mother's love for it, um, she just put so much in everything. And my um, grandmother, her mother-in-law would get really upset because she would use too much, but she just would do it anyways. And, um, And then, but then she would get upset with me because I would drink too much in one sitting. So I'd like take her extract that she would use over the course of a month. And I would like drink the whole thing at once. So I just like happened to realize that it really worked well and it worked. um, And that I just started, you know, like using a lot of it. So that's when I realized the benefits of it because she would try and get me to stop using as much and then tell me that I would have a laughing attack or whatever. So it just became this like conversation that we would have in our household and um, anything with saffron, I just like would go to. And I think like looking back on my childhood, um, that was like one of my most fond memories. And 
I, I've shared this a lot on, you know, my Instagram and whatnot, but my parents, like, it was almost like I grew up in a war zone because my parents fought so much and they just didn't get along. Um, and so it was really hard for me. And I think that that's why I gravitated towards it. It was like intuitively something that made me happy. I realized it made me happy. And so I just wanted everything with saffron in it. So I didn't think about it. You know, I grew up whatever and moved on. But once I got into plant-based foods and once I really um, dove deeper into my, the wellness world and turmeric became such a popular spice, I was like, why isn't anyone talking about saffron? It tastes so much better. And that's kind of when I dove into the research and actually found that there's so much science to back it up. I mean, I have like books on saffron and how it's been used, um, you know, for centuries culturally, and it's been used for everything and anything you can think of. Like I have, there's like saffron enemas, saffron toothpaste, saffron to like brighten your skin, saffron for literally anything and everything, saffron to prevent and to treat Alzheimer's, depression, all the things. So I just became even more obsessed with it. And then like, you know, the rest is history. Well, I love that you brought up that it's great for depression because they are like little rays of sunshine. And when you yeah. watch them react, when they, you know, go into water and you put it in the sun and it starts to diffuse. Um, it's really interesting that it was something that really uplifted you because I feel like it is a real uplifting. Is it an herb or a spice? It's a spice. And um, so for those of you that don't know, saffron, it comes from a crocus flower. It's purple. And um, there's each flower has three strands of saffron in them. And um, so you have to, that's why people don't use it in high, in large quantities because it's expensive because it requires a lot of labor and um, you don't get a lot out of one plant. So you need lots of plants like um, our saffron latte. One serving, you have to um, harvest 25 flowers oh, wow. to have one serving of our latte. So it's super, super high dose. It's like Chinese medicine, like style of dosage because Chinese medicine typically likes to go higher dose than like the traditional Persian medicine. They studied it off of... Um, the benefits for depression off of 30 milligrams. The Chinese medicine dose is 150. So 30 milligrams is about 15 threads, which is about five flowers. So um, they both work well and we have both dosages and different products. But I, um, again, like I love just like powerful euphoric feeling and you really get that with our latte. And um, I, that's, yeah, the reason like, you know, people say it's super expensive is because of that process. But now that like, we're really into the wellness space, I mean, we're used to seeing these price points for a lot of different herbs, because that is the case for a lot of different things. Like saffron is definitely like on the higher spectrum, but it's like vanilla, vanilla is super expensive too. Right. Um, and we use like, when you get like really high quality raw vanilla from straight from a vanilla bean, you know, it's the same thing. So I think that um, we're seeing and we're used to a lot. Like, I think it kind of all started with like kombucha, you know, you used to see it in the market and be like, wow, that's so expensive. And then um, now it's everywhere at every, you know, simple market of Ralph's that you go to. Right. So I think we're just getting used to higher and higher price point um, wellness products. And so I also think it, um, we kind of launched at the right time, you know, because it is expensive and there's this idea of it being, and it is elevated. And I, I want to honor that. I want to honor the women that harvested it. I want to honor the, um, people who grew it. I want to honor like it, its lineage. And that's why I feel that I'm the perfect person to kind of share it too, because it's really part of my ancestry. But I think that, um, I think that it's time because we're ready for holistic wellness. We're ready for alternatives. We're sick of allopathic medicine just being a band-aid. We're ready for like root cause um, treatments. And I think that when you have something that comes like straight from the earth, um, at the end of the day, to me, it's the most economical thing that we can do because when we're talking about pharmaceuticals, we're talking about 
lab made things we're talking about there's a lot of patents involved it's it gets so expensive and we're not talking about the actual cost of it right yes whereas when we're talking about saffron and the spice it's because all of the costs that are associated with with it are in there you know as a small business owner that does organic spice blends i completely understand there's more steps involved with putting a product into a container than any consumer will know unless they try to do them themselves. Yeah. Um, and you're obviously trying to make sure that they're getting a real commodity that's that's mm-hmm. pure and food safe. So mm-hmm. I completely understand that's already so special and unique. I love the math that you shared with us, that there are three threads in one flower, because I think mm-hmm. that'll help anyone who ever starts cooking with it to understand the value of it when you're putting it in your food. Yeah, it's so wonderful. I mean, three threads goes such a long way. Like if you're just making saffron rice, you know, like that's what people use but you're making it for a bunch of people. So it's not the medicinal dose that is necessary for those therapeutic benefits that have been studied. So that's what I always say. It's like use it and um, experience it. And like you said, even just the color brings joy. There's so many, the smell, the color, the taste, like all the elements are um, coming together to bring us this joy. And But it's also, you know, you really want that potency to really make a difference, especially if you're looking for an alternative to something you're already um, taking. That's a pharmaceutical alternative. Now, did you grow up in California? Yeah, I grew up in Laguna. Yeah. And then, so was the cooking that your mom did with saffron, was it Was it her family recipes or would you say it was like a combination of kind of California cuisine and what she could find here and a mix of the recipes that she grew up with? All, um, all the food I grew up with was Iranian. I didn't speak English until I was five. Um, I was like fully immersed in the culture. We only ate, and not that like we didn't go out to eat or anything, but at home we ate Persian food. Um, yeah. What were some of the recipes that you loved that your mom would make with saffron? Oh my gosh. I don't know if you're familiar with Persian food, but there's like a little bit. Yeah. Okay. There's like warma sabzi, which is, um, one of my favorites. So there's a Persian food is a lot of like these, um, stews like that's, and I'm vegetarian. I'm not really. So I don't like to label myself. I eat, um, grass-fed meat medicinally and but I grew up just loving plant-based food and I still do um I like try and eat meat because I know that it is it's very natural like that's you know how we lived forever and I know that my body needs it but I grew up loving vegetables and plant-based food so she would um make vegetable heavy dishes and that's just kind of the culture even like Ayurvedic food stuff like that it's like hot stews that are based in lots of vegetables and broths. And so um, there's a celery stew that I love. Khorish Dekadafs is what it's called. Um, Hortmasabzi is like another green heavy dish and um, has like red kidney beans in it. There's um, one with barberries in it, which we kind of like do a barberry immunity syrup. And one of our Um, the combination of barberry and saffron is just incredible for immunity and helps fight infection. And that was another thing that I brought from my culture because we're talking about goji berries. We're talking about sea buckthorn and all these things, but like, we're not talking about barberries. No one even really knows what that is. And they're so tart and they taste so good. So we did like an immunity syrup with um, barberries and saffron and we include like elderberries and sea buckthorn in it as well, but mainly barberries and there's a Persian dish that has these red berries with saffron rice and chicken. Yes. And it's the best. It's called Zedesh Polo. And um, I love that one. And it's a really good one to share with friends. Um, it's not too intimidating, even though when I was younger, a friend of mine asked me if I was eating ladybugs. And I was like, no, this is a berry, but that's hilarious. <laughs> So yeah, those are my favorite ones. So if somebody wanted to get started cooking with saffron, do you suggest starting with rice dishes and soups and stews? Yeah, I would suggest um, saffron rice, super simple. Like I, my mom's the best with like the Persian crust and everything. We have a recipe on our website, Tadig with 
is what it's called, like the crust and then the um, rice. But it can be as simple as literally using your rice cooker and adding some saffron and butter into the um, basmati rice, you know? Perfect. I love that. That is simple and that is approachable. Yeah. I do that all the time. I may, it offends my parents, but I love it. <laughs> do you ever just put a few strands of saffron and put it in a little water and put it in the sun and then use that as like a concentrated little source of wellness shots you can do every few days? Yeah. Yeah, um, that's traditionally actually how it's made to be used into these dishes. So like typically um, you take the strands and you either grind it with like some salt or some sugar and then you add it into like a little vial with hot water. Or like you said, you can take some strands and just put them straight in like some water, leave it out in the sun. And then that makes the concentrate that you can add droppers of that into your dishes. Um, for like, because again, like, because it's so expensive, you're able to kind of get the most out of it that way. Um, the longer it sits, the more color it gets. And so it just like naturally, um, dyes your dish and you have saffron, um, rice or whatever you're making. But yeah, I think like the, a really great way to use it for health benefits is to make an infusion. So you can um, activate the saffron either through water, like you mentioned. Um, you can leave it overnight, place it in the fridge, um, wake up the next morning, you have saffron water, or you can activate it with just ice as well. So no water, just ice, because it activates through heat or through um, the cold temperature. And so if you put just strands over ice and shake it up, it's so good. It tastes so good. And it like immediately works. You just add some water to that and you have like an incredible instant beverage. Interesting. That would be a good one to try if you had a uh, crushed ice or ice pellets. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Good idea. So how did you go from eating saffron to making it into a latte? Yeah. So it was a long trajectory, obviously, because I grew up and I was very little, so I loved it. And then, um, saffron ice cream is like a big thing growing up, um, in, in Iran and whatever being Persian. So saffron rose pistachio ice cream and or just saffron rose ice cream is like the best thing ever and so fast forward after college I um thought I used to teach yoga in school so I thought I was gonna open a wellness center which is actually really full circle because I am now but um I really wanted to open a yoga studio specifically that had like a plant-based cafe and a retail section because I love clothes as well and anything like wellness. And so I, um, I thought to myself, okay, I studied entrepreneurship. I studied business, but it doesn't give me a background into like a specific business. So I, I said, I taught yoga, but it wasn't really like, it wasn't going to be all encompassing just yoga. So I went to culinary school for plant-based food and I decided I had to have a like final project for, so Matthew's class is really amazing. If anyone's looking into like a plant-based program, because I, I just absolutely loved it. And it set me up for so many connections that I have and so many of my friends are from that program and it's very simple. Um, you know, I, I did like several courses. It wasn't just like one, you know, they have a bunch of different ones, but I did like his long form ones. And in those long form ones, like he's such an entrepreneur himself, like he's a restaurateur. So he really, um, and there's like, he has a lot of bad rap obviously as well, if you look him up, but his education is 100% like on point. And um, he really encourages entrepreneurship in his students. So I didn't know that. I just thought I was going to go like to have fun and like eat good food. And like, I mean, I was studied on, you know, my cutting skills, like the whole thing. And then we had to have a project at the end where we started a business. And so I started, I did, it was like, what am I going to do? Like, I just didn't know. So I made saffron rose ice cream. And that was like, not when I thought about anything, it was just kind of random that I came upon. It was like, I started a plant-based ice cream company essentially for my project. And one of the flavors was saffron rose ice cream. The other one was like 
a malted maca um, chai and I had like a, a cacao one as well and they were all really good and so I legitimately thought that I was going to start an ice cream company and so everyone like it was a big hit I guess in the class like everyone remembered it and so I actually went on after that like year of studying to take a course that helped me take my product to market. So I, I went to college in Oregon and Portland, Oregon, specifically um, in Portland, their city college had a program called um, taking your recipe to market. It was like one that they were kind of piloting yeah. and I signed up for it. And it taught me, like I learned how to formulate in Matthew's class and like understand flavor and understand like business side of it, how to cost. Um, how to do things in grams and all that. But then when I went to this comp this program, I then learned specifics of like food safety, um, what, it, you know, commercial kitchen laws, like all of those things, um, what it's required. I, I worked with a food scientist on my ice cream. Like I really took it to the next level. Um, and then I like showed it in front of New Seasons and which is like a really wonderful market up in the Northwest. And we had really great feedback. Like they wanted to like pick it up. I mean, it was gonna like be a thing. And then I kind of had this moment where I was like, do I, it was really expensive. And I wasn't confident in myself. Cause then I was like, wait, do I wanna do a product or like wellness? Why is this taking me away from like my love of wellness? I didn't think I was gonna own an ice cream company. But um, so then I um, decided I don't want to live in Oregon. So like, it doesn't make sense for me to like continue that. I moved down to back to Laguna and I thought I would open a store, an ice cream store, or um, I would do whole foods. Basically. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, and my family was really supportive of me opening a store because they're in retail and like kind of understood at the time, like retail, but I felt like Laguna just wasn't going to be able to support a plant-based um, a plant-based ice cream shop. And so I, I just kind of like ended up like right after that open, starting the fullest, like, um, the early iteration of the fullest, because I realized, okay, I have this background in product. I can come to it whenever I want. I want a product line. Um, ice cream was complicated logistically with like freezing things, like having frozen shelf space was more expensive. And I realized that I wanted something that was easy to ship. And so I really learned um, so much from that. And I, I got a lot of shit from my family and like a lot of people just being like, what are you doing? You're so confused. You like went to culinary school and then you went and like randomly took this program. And like, now you're doing a website. Like, what are you doing? You know, and in the between that, I was kind of helping my um, family just so I had a job, like I was HR somewhere at, and like, it was just a shit show, but I was figuring out what I was doing and it didn't make sense from the outside because at the same time I was like working front desk um, at a yoga studio. <laughs> it was like kind of crazy, but I, I knew in my heart that it was all going to come together. And I knew like Saffron was a hit, like, with them so I kind of with like my um culinary school team with like Matthew with a lot of people so I kind of had that idea of like oh interesting like people loved the saffron ice cream they talked about it. it I knew that it was something that was interesting and so I think um what happened was I op I started the website and then we opened a pop-up shop and we sold a bunch of other brands products to see what was the product that we were going to come out with and then I realized people loved turmeric so much. And then I went back to the saffron and, and then we launched our product. But I think that like, like you own a spice company, just having a product line and is, you know, it's just so much time, so much work, so much, like, I think just starting a business um, requires, like, even if you're not into wellness, like starting a business requires a lot of self-reflection. It requires a lot of like falling back on your intuition, whether someone wants to believe that or not. Like it's a practice of really trusting yourself and having confidence in yourself. So like, I think I just wasn't confident in myself and I'm sure I would have 
been just as successful doing ice cream as I am doing what I'm doing now. If I like had the same level of confidence and really what it took was like, I remember crying one night because my dad was like, just open the store. I I found the location. I have the lease ready to go. Like he was so excited about it. And I was like, wow, you're so supportive, but I don't believe in myself. So I, I can't take the leap. So, um, I really like that was the moment where I was like, I know that it'll happen, but I just, it has to come from me. Um, And it's with any wellness, anything to do with wellness, right? Anything to do with like people with addiction, trying to get sober, um, any element of like just making changes in your life. Anyone else can like kind of help hold your hand, but if it doesn't come from you, it's like probably not going to work, right? (laughs) as well. You have to be ready. Yeah. And so for me, Saffron just like kept coming up, but I, I had to be ready to like figure out how that was going to show up in my life and somehow it just stuck with me. Hi, I'm chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, taking agents or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond real salt, prepare the blends listening to kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high-vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. So for people that are listening and they, they know what saffron looks like, they maybe seen your product or seen recipes, but they've never tasted it. How would you describe the taste? Okay. So I love saying that it's like a warm floral hug. And if you think about turmeric and ginger, I'm sure most people have tasted those two. They're really pungent uh, on the palate. Um, they're super intense. You feel like some people want to like have honey with it or something sweet. Um, Saffron is just very simple and easy on the palate. And it's just like all around is nice to take down. Yeah, I find that it's very subtle and very smooth. And I think it's very calming as well. Yeah. I mean, if you take a lot, you know, um, you can definitely feel it. Like I feel like on the tip of your tongue, it just kind of like, but even with like our dosage, for example, it's like, um, it's not like that because it's all balanced with um, the coconut and cardamom. And my early iteration used to have vanilla in it. It was so good, but too expensive. <laughs> People can add their own vanilla now. Exactly. But I'm going to try doing a heavier dose of saffron now that you've shared that with me and the benefits, because I know how good it is for your skin. Um, I know how good it just makes you feel. Um, but you've done so much research on saffron. What are some of the other things that you think people benefit from when they consume saffron, especially in larger doses? Oh yeah. I mean, the main thing that we focus on is the mood boosting benefits and like the fact that it's an antidepressant, just because I think that's the most beneficial for our audience of like women and moms and, um, just people on this planet trying to like stay alive while everything starts to like go wrong. I feel like, um, but I also like one of the huge benefits is that people have gotten off their Alzheimer's medication because of, um, by just taking saffron. And as we know, like Alzheimer's is one of the leading, like, um, you know, degenerative diseases that we have, um, right now. And both my parent grandparents had dementia. So I'm really passionate about that. We just like, don't necessarily focus on that messaging, but I always tell people, um, what's really happening is like, it's a major anti-inflammatory. So like turmeric on steroids. Yeah. And so, um, turmeric's also really great for mood because of the anti-inflammatory benefits. It's just that saffron has been studied because it's so much more, um, of an anti-inflammatory. It's just that 
it's uh, like a more expensive basically. So it's not as available to the entire population, which is why turmeric is like, um, you know, available on most stores. So um, not only antidepressant and Alzheimer's, but um, fertility, it's really amazing for fertility, helping PMS, um, headaches, like completely have gotten off any sort of like um, Advil or um, Tylenol. I've gotten so many friends, my son's teacher completely off of them just by taking our kinder thoughts capsules because it's a combination of saffron and turmeric, um, curcumin specifically. And it's so incredible how um, quickly it can work. I still think that people should take our saffron latte because um, most people have gut issues and taking pills um, still requires digesting the pill. And like um, saffron is really great because it works immediately if you can digest it. So like when you take a latte, it's going straight into the body right away and being absorbed um, and super bioavailable. Whereas like the capsules still work, but your body has to digest them. And if you have slow digestion, it just takes a while. Um, but again, it's like easier to just remember to take a pill. Um, uh, by like you mentioned, brighter complexion, um, really incredible for digestion, actually speaking of digestion, um, it's help people with IBS. Just again, it's that inflammation. So it's helping inflammation in the gut and inflammation in the brain all over the body. And so it's really helping with your gut brain connection. And that's, um, why it helps with your mood too, because 90% of your serotonin is actually from your gut. So when your gut is strong, your gut lining, then um, you're able to create more serotonin and therefore um, it helps your mood. And last thing I'm going to mention, I totally forgot is um, it's incredible for eye health. Really? So, yeah. Really, really great for your eyesight. Um, so yeah, I think everyone should take it. I think it's kind of similar to why carrots are really good. Um, they have super high, I think it's vitamin A. And so, um, yeah, anyways, it's been studied a lot for supporting people's eyesight and just overall eye health. Yeah, and that's so interesting that carrots, turmeric, and saffron all are in the same color range too. Yeah, so it's like the carrot joints in there yeah. that are really good, it's the color. Um, David Wolf, you mentioned David Wolf earlier because yeah. I traveled with him. He has a whole book on, um, I forget what it's called, but it's all about the colors of foods and how, how that connects to like your chakras and just like different foods for different parts of the body and how they support it. And I love that so much because I think it just goes along with like how nature works, you know? I completely agree. And, um, and I think it's exciting to know that because then you can be your own doctor and you can exactly. figure out you need and then eat to support it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On the same, on the same page about that. I was just in, at the ecology center today and you know, they have their like sign is like a rainbow. And so it was really fun. We were going around with my son, um, eating different colors that connected to the rainbow that were from the farm. And it's just so great to instill that in your children at such a young age. It's so wonderful that we have that resource down here. Yeah. And it makes eating for kids more fun. You know, mm -hmm. it, when they can be interactive and have the opportunity to like make a choice of what interests them and eat it, um, you know, they'll, they'll eat more and they'll eat what they need and they'll enjoy doing it instead of, you know, whining and complaining. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, anything people need to know if they're going out and buying saffron or if they are going to experiment with getting any of your saffron products through the fullest that they need to know about storing yeah. saffron. Does it need to be stored a special way? So um, it's typically stored in like an airtight container where it's not getting a lot of sun beating on it. Like we have um, opaque glass. Um, we, a lot of times when you're getting it from like a different country, it comes in like tin but um, we really like the fact that ours is in glass because um, it, you know, tin, it still has like, I think it has like aluminum and different metals in it. That's not high quality. And you don't really want your saffron to absorb that. Um, one thing you really have to know though, is 
saffron in super high doses, like way higher than our latte can be an abortive. And so um, women who are pregnant should not be drinking large quantities of it. Um, I, we just say on our packaging, if you're pregnant, don't take it. Like I took it throughout my entire pregnancy. Um, all of my employees have, if they've been pregnant, like we all just are obsessed and take it because we know the benefits of it for like, there are certain pregnant benefits when you're pregnant with like inflammation and pain management and so many things. Um, but just because like liability wise, and also you just don't know, like I'm used to taking it all the time. Right. So my employees started before they were pregnant, taking a lot of it. So we felt comfortable because we understood our body on it. Whereas like, if you're pregnant, especially first trimester, um, I would stay away from it. I think 37 weeks and beyond super safe to take and probably, um, really great idea to help prepare your body for labor and for birth, because it helps. There's a lot of studies on how, um, during labor specifically, it can help, um, somehow reduce your chances of a C-section and really support your body and opening up and getting baby out naturally. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. So, I mean, the baby, the, your baby will come the way it's meant to, but, um, it's still like very, very, um, supportive and has a lot of research behind it for that purpose. Well, now that you continue to explore a variety of ways that you can consume saffron, um, what are your favorite ways to eat it right now or, to or drink it? it? Um, okay. So like I mentioned, I'm, I like being plant-based. I like the only way I eat meat, unless it's like broths, like I love going to fermentation farm, um, is I have my dad make me kebab, um, a couple times a month and saffron when it's put, so he makes kebab with just like grass fed ground meat and onion and saffron. Those are the only three ingredients and like a little bit of salt, I guess. Um, but saffron cuts the flavor of the meat in a way where like, I swear I don't take like, I can't eat a hamburger, but I can eat kebab. And so I love putting it in my kebab and I like really can't eat it without it. And so I highly recommend trying to make kebab and putting saffron in it. It's so good. Um, I also, I love our mindful immunity syrup. It's just so yummy. It's based in Manuka honey and lemon juice. That's kind of like the way we preserve it and the barberries and the saffron and all the different berries in there. And so I um, like to use that and mix it with like sparkling water and to make it like a little mocktail with it. And so I'll drink that um, throughout the week. So that's one other way I love to consume saffron other than just like cooking and um, just like our latte before bed for, it's really great for children. So the other thing I didn't mention, um, it helps reduce seizures in children with epilepsy and anyone with epilepsy. So it works kind of similarly than to um, CBD with your endocannabinoid system. And so there's a lot of research with how um, CBD, THC are supportive for um, epilepsy. Saffron's the same way. It's super, super supportive. And um, so children are able to drink it like really early. I mean, my, I think my daughter had it when she was just like three months old, Um, just like, you know, a little bit. And it's great. Um, It's just like a great thing to share with them because again, it's like very calming, I know moms that'll do a little bit of like lavender essential oil and with coconut oil and mix it up and like put it on their kids. And it's kind of like that same idea where you just like want more calm energy and um, some kids are colicky and it could really support them. So where do you go to find the wellness information that you're looking for? Cause you're such a great resource. Um, kind of where do you go to keep learning and exploring and kind of adding, you know, holistic knowledge to your, to your tool belt? So, um, I used to like just research the hell out of everything, just anywhere. I, I like, I really like, um, going to straight to the source, you know, like for example, right now, this big, this big, um, thing in the wellness space, this big philosophy 
there's always like different philosophies that are happening, right? So when I started the fullest, I like kind of researched all of those philosophies and was just like, whoa, um, let's kind of take a step back and do what feels right for us. That's my approach. So really, I don't like looking at anything, to be honest. I just like thinking um, within myself of like what feels right for me. And this is a really good example of like what I typically do. If I hear about something new that's like trending, um, I look into like where that resource has come from because there's a lot of influencers now that are like regurgitating something from someone. So then I like to look at like the actual person or doctor that's saying that. Um, specifically like this pro metabolic way of eating that's like a big thing right now where um you like and it's like philosophies that i really believe in like staying away from seed oils um staying away from this idea like seed oils that are pufas poly and saturated fatty acids acids are seed oils and i've like always been against like canola oil and all that but it goes like deep into um, so many other things like essential oils are bad for you and, um, supplements are actually like not great for you. So like goes deep, right? Um, I really identify with a lot of the things that it says, but not from the influencers perspective that are like regurgitating the information. Um, there's this man, Dr. Ray Pete, and he has like, um, he like his website is so outdated like literally you can barely get information straight out of him so i'm always like where do these influencers like get their content like i'm so confused who's where's this guy and how is he sharing this but like he has a newsletter i guess and um what i've found is i i just like to think about what's being said and just really like only go back to what i believe because i I don't like taking in other content and kind of information. I think it like, it really um, clouds your own judgment sometimes. So a lot of my information, like if I happen to see something, I'll just like think, and then I'll just share what I think about it personally and not necessarily what I researched. Um, so specific to like um, essential oils, the idea around that is like, it's, again, it's so hard. There are a lot of brands that aren't that great. Right. So that's like one thing we kind of know that ingesting it. That's like a whole nother thing. I wouldn't ingest it unless I really trusted the brand. Um, so that's one element, but even just like using it's again, so potent. So think about what I said about 25 flowers in one latte, but that's still a spice, you know, and, it, and it's a whole form, but think about like how many flowers in just one drop in of essential oil and like how it's had to be processed and like all that. And a lot of people say that it's like endocrine disruption and not great for your liver because your liver has to process it. So there's like all this information, even supplements um, being bad. And I, it's funny, like allopathic medicine likes to say supplements are bad and don't work. Um, you can't even promote supplements on Instagram, but you can promote Lexapro. So that's like a whole thing. But supplements at the same time, like that we're taking either aimlessly or for our blood work, like I think there's a time and place for them. And I also think that um, we don't necessarily need as many as like so many people are taking. And we're taking like these ex, these like synthetic supplements. And um, I really think that people need to be aware of that because um, we're, it's not like necessarily found in nature and we don't really understand our, but we're learning so much about our bodies. So like even vitamin C, vitamin D, like I know people who overdose on vitamin D, but we can just get it from the sun down here. You know, it's like, you can overdose on it just naturally, um, which is great. And I think the but vitamin D is a hormone and we're giving it to our infants now when they're born. And like, we don't really understand how that works in their body. So that's how I like kind of process information is like, yeah, people, it's just like really going back to like, I think the question I always ask myself is like, well, is that like natural, you know, like, it, does that seem natural to me? And I just like to do natural things. And so everyone's different, but I will say that I have Hashimoto's and I manage my thyroid condition naturally. And in the past I've taken medication and the way that I've gotten around getting off of the medication, because a lot of times when you start medication, you can't stop, or they say that once you start, you can't stop. And there's like truth to that because, you know, you started 
um, giving your body synthetic hormone and your body's not knowing how to make it anymore. But anyways, I wanted to share because, um, through supplementation and through a specific treatment protocol, I was able to treat it naturally and that included supplements. So I really think like, if you're super sick with COVID, like, don't be like, Oh my God, like that vitamin C is so bad. I can't take it because like pro metabolic people say I shouldn't. It's like, take all the things that like supplements are there to support you, you know? And so, yeah, I just think everyone should trust their intuition. I I agree with that. And then what you need now is might not be what you need later. So I think doing balance tests or um, kinesiology or anything to just muscle testing to just double check to see if, um, if deep down that's what your body really wants is a great tool that's, you know, freely available to anybody. I love muscle testing. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of it. And sometimes it's great when, you know, you can have somebody else do it for you instead of you just, you know, holding it and doing the balance test because we can get in our own way sometimes. So it's really nice if you can find a source or a friend or, you know, the right naturopath to do those things for you. Yeah, I think um, there are so many different ways. Like if you don't have access to someone, um, I've heard like there's a way you can like swing. Yeah, that's what I always do. Um, and yeah. I'll just explain it real quick to anyone who's listening. So if you're at the grocery store and you're overwhelmed with trying to buy olive oil, there's so many options, you know, obviously you're going to search for an olive oil in a glass jar, and then you're going to look for an olive oil that's organic or communicates that they're not spraying their olive trees with herbicides, insecticides, or, impest- or pesticides. Then you're going to look and make sure that it's a single origin olive oil because you don't want one that pulls olive oil from five different locations and throws it in the jar. Okay, so you've gone through all that and you still have like five bottles in front of you. You pick up a bottle and you hold it against your chest and you just stand with your feet balanced, feeling balanced. And then you just ask yourself if this is the right olive oil for me and you will fall forward if it is and you will fall back if it's not. And then very occasionally you'll just stay still and that means you can, you can choose it if you want or not. Um, but it works like a charm. I know it's like a pendulum, the way pendulums work. And I have used pendulums since I was pregnant with my son, because I wanted so badly to know what gender he was. And every time it comes out accurate, like I just don't, it's really amazing. I, I used to think, and I'm sure on some level, it's like tapped with your intuition, but I have this example where one time I was like, so sure my intuition was telling me something and I was like oh my gosh this is my chance to like use my pendulum and see like if I really strongly believe this my intuition is telling me this like I'm going to use the pendulum to see if it's connected and my pendulum was like totally not showing up as like the same thing that I thought and it ended up still being right and I was just like I don't understand how these things work they just work that's just the way it is. <laughs> I know that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Cause I think, I think, you know, we can still get into our own way sometimes. So it's really nice to have a second way to check yourself. Yeah, totally. Well, to wrap up our conversation, I want to make sure people know where they can get their hands on your products. They can get your hands on the fullest saffron and your gummies and your bath bombs and all the different ways that they can start adding turmeric and the benefits in their life? Where can they find? Yeah. So, um, you can go on to the fullest.com. It's a huge wellness resource. We have everything from all sorts of content to podcasts to even city guides. If you're traveling, um, resources for, you know, natural bug repellents and all sorts of things. So we have a whole resource section and then our shop, as Whitney has mentioned, has all of our saffron-based products from ingestibles, like, um, you know, supplements that I mentioned, Kinder Thoughts is our capsules. It's great for um, everything from depression and anxiety to um, headaches that I mentioned. Our latte is on there, which is called Warm Feelings. And um, again, we have other products too. We have pelvic steaming herbs, the immunity syrups, and we have saffron baths, milk baths, salt baths, all sorts of things. So you can find that on thefullest.com. Follow us on 
social media. We're at the Fullest Co. online. We were just recently B Corp certified and we donate on, uh, we love to donate to regenerative agriculture and farming. We think that's so important for um, our overall health and the health of our earth and for our children and the future generations. So we think everything we do really keeps that in mind. And um, you can follow me personally as well at Nikki Bostwick on Instagram. And I share like stuff that I probably wouldn't share on the fullest and kind of go to crazy on wellness stuff. So if you're really into alternative the wellness information, you can follow me, but um, the fullest does a pretty good job of um, all that stuff too. And I always like to ask the guests on the podcast, if there's just one healthy tip that you have that you can share that the listener can consider adding into their life? Yeah, I would say that basically I just suggest trying to take as much time as you can for yourself. And it's really hard for us moms and women who are working and we're trying to juggle everything, whether you're a parent or not. And so um, if you can take some time to sit and drink tea or take a bath, and do a small ritual for yourself, whether that's just like drinking water, drinking tea, going on a walk, anything, just taking a few minutes. I, I really believe that's the most beneficial way to navigate um, our overall well-being. I think it all comes down to our mind, our mood, and that translates to our body. I, um, I've done everything that you could imagine. I've done every workout. I've done every like diet other than like really gnarly paleo because I don't like um, meat or keto I mean but I will say the thing that's really been a game changer for me has been managing my stress levels and that always comes down to taking time for myself in the form because a lot of times workouts can stress you out like really high intensity workouts or just stressing out to work out um, I used to be an avid runner I used to stress out if I didn't get a workout in and I, um, I was just stressed, chronically stressed. And I think that just like taking a minute to breathe is much more beneficial than even a workout. And, um, I think walking is the best workout we could do. That is beautifully well said and mm -hmm. a great thing that really anybody can incorporate. So thank you yeah. for saying that and thank you for your perspective. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for um, having me on and I'm looking forward to connecting more. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening today to the Starseed Kitchen podcast and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my high vibration foods, organic spices, which you can purchase on starseekitchen.com. And you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff.